Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, something happened. While it was still dark, something amazing happened. When you look around these days, and even if you look in here in this beautiful space, every depiction of Easter has lots of bright colors and sunshine, springtime, but our gospel tells us this morning that while it was still dark, something happened. Yes, today is the commemoration of Easter, the Sunday of the resurrection, the most glorious and sacred day of the year. But the setting of our reading starts while it's still dark. In many ways, it's like the dark that existed at the beginning of time when everything was described as chaos, a formless void. The darkness that existed before when Isaiah prophesied the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The darkness that existed when shepherds watched their flocks by night. Or when in John's Gospel, in chapter 1, when John mentions the Word of God, referring to Jesus, that the Word of God came into being was life, and the light was the life was the light of all people, and that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Today is all about that light. But the story begins in the dark. The dark of Good Friday, when darkness came upon the earth after Jesus died. The darkness of the tomb, with the stone rolled up to seal it off from the world. Personally, for all of us, the darkness of the past 25 months we've all experienced being our first and hopefully only experience with a global pandemic. The story starts in darkness. Darkness, a place where we are taught from a very young age that we should be very careful of the dark, that we should never venture into it. The darkness of the world with all its hurts and challenges and death and lost dreams, the devastating darkness and depression of COVID, the losses of those whom we've dearly loved, the horror of war, the economic injustices in our society, and the unsolvable problems of violence and greed and evil. Yes, we have all seen that darkness. It has been part of our lives. We've even seen the darkness of how the pandemic brought upon us personally, a sense of malaise, a sense of languishing, a sense of acedia, an old word, acedia, an ancient word, acedia, signifying a lack of care, a spiritual sloth a lessened desire for connection to others, a lessened desire for connection to life, a lessened desire for a connection to God. 
a feeling that is described, acedia, this feeling described by 5th century theologian John Cashin in such a way that's similar to looking at the sun towards the sun at its setting, looking over at the sun towards its setting and thinking it's moving far too slowly. Ennui, a disconnection, a total void of care, a feeling of empathy with anything. And the byproduct? We end up sad, terrified, alone and afraid, nowhere to go, nothing to look forward to. Just like Mary Magdalene today. While it was still dark, Mary discovers a, to a, a stone removed from Jesus' tomb. How weird. The body? Gone. The men she seeks after for help? Of no real use. No Jesus, no body, no friends to exist, and darkness still covers the earth. But new life begins in the dark. In the words of Barbara Brown Taylor, new life starts in the dark, whether it's a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, or Jesus in the tomb, it starts in the dark. And once we embrace this sacred mystery that new life begins in the dark, we're immediately able to see where the light pierces the darkness, where the light shines into the world so brightly that the darkness cannot overcome it. This light, Jesus, a light that was thought to be extinguished by the Romans, this light comes back into the world in full force today. And as Christ, Christ's light returns into the world, our entire concept of death, our, our entire concept of the end, no longer has an end. Our world that we've lived in, a world that has often had our feelings interpreted for us by others, a world that likes to take away hope and encourage some type of unhealthy dependency. An environment that often encourages our fear instead of our curiosity or our bravery. Easter and Christ's resurrection reverses all of this. The 11th century medieval mystic Hildegard of Bingen, someone who had seen a multitude of pandemics and sorrow and challenge, wrote this. We cannot live in a world that is interpreted for us by others. An interpreted world is not hope. Part of the terror is to take back our own listening, to use our own voice, to see our own God-given gifts, to see our own light. Jesus calling Mary by name and Mary responding back to Jesus, Rabuni, finally recognizing him, amplifies that new light of the resurrection, amplifies a new light of a new hope of a world where terror is replaced by cheer, where dependency is replaced by restoration, where everything broken is restored, 
repaired, even resurrected into new consciousness, into a new paradigm, into a new reality that lives on because of Easter. It lives on from now until the end of time. Yes, it all started in the dark. But today we see a light that shines more boldly, a love that loves more fearlessly, and an end to malaise, languishing, and acedia. God acts in the dark so that we can live in the light. Today we see light, light that gives us hope, that helps us remember our own name, our own original belovedness, our own original blessing. Today we remember Christ breaking through the bonds of death and opening the doors to God's eternity for every human being that ever was, is, or ever will be. Yes, something amazing has happened. God has acted. God has acted in the dark so that we can live, so that we can live in the light. Easter brings us together to remind us that with God and because of Jesus, life never ends. God acts in the dark so that we can live in the light. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah.